Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, my question would be if there is some kind of um, uh, if I experience some kind of difficult situation, uh, things uh, can if they become too much and I seem to not be able to keep the sati, the right effort, the joy and so on. Uh, what would be best to do in such a situation if I am no Buddha or Jesus and can know exactly what to do? And uh, would it be an idea to kind of withdraw from the situation or to stay? Or uh, uh, how can I think about such a thing? <clears throat> okay. What Jesus would do I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's really not go down that road too far. <laughs> I was joking. But, <laughs> but but for the Buddha, yeah. what what would he do? I would say in general the way that the Buddha would handle it, because sometimes he was confronted. So there was no chance to avoid it in advance. But the first point would be to understand that we can avoid things in advance by seeing them coming. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is part of what wisdom is all about. An example of that is, is that uh, if you're in a room and somebody's got a gun in that room, the thing that everybody's going to keep their eye on is which way is that gun pointed? Where is that gun pointing right now? Every instant of time we're watching that gun and where it's pointed, right? Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because that's the most dangerous thing. If the gun goes off, we know exactly where the bullet's going to go. It's going to go in the direction of where the gun is pointed. Mm. Okay, cause and effect systems are set up like that so that we may not know when and where the trigger is going to get pulled, but we can sure see which thing, which direction things are headed. Mm. That gives us an opportunity to either intervene mm. or to stand out of the way. Yeah. Generally, standing out of the way is the better option. So once we get into a situation to where <laughs> we didn't know the gun was loaded, but it sure went off <laughs> and, and we got to deal with it, um, we would still do it in the sense of generally in the sense of avoidance uh -huh. to, to, to move away from it. Uh, an example of that is, is that the Buddha has four kinds of places that are to be avoided by monks. Okay. One of those kinds of places is in a flood. Another kind of place would be in a drought. Another kind of place would be when there's pestilence or illness or sickness. And another fourth one would be where is war zone. Okay, 
that idea of the war zone, I think, is where you're coming from because you don't have a shortage of donuts and that kind of problem. <laughs> well, Corona-19 is here. But basically, the issue is that people are unhappy and fighting with each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Very typical. Humans do that. It's not just typical. It's instinctual. Mm. Mm. And we do it generally through competition. Yeah. Which means conceit. Uh-huh. Now, conceit, actually the poly word for it is manna, and that how it manifests is in competition. So if someone insults someone, let us say A insults B, B will have the kind of thought is, I'm as good as you are. And so he, then he will retaliate or perhaps we'll even go so far as to call it revenge. Those are very many levels of insulting, both in the physical sense and also as to how bad someone will take it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what 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 one person's uh, uh, stupid remark is another person's deep insult. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, with with that, people then get very competitive. They become agitated. Actually, what's going on is is that they, in this regard, they misunderstand the actual danger that's going on. An example of what we're talking about is when I was a kid, we would hear this, and I kind of figured that it was right, but it took me uh, into my adulthood before I figured out that it was absolutely 100% fact-checked, proved. And that's the statement of sticks and stones will break my bones, but your words cannot harm me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand it uh, in a way. I, 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 I see, yeah, I understand that because I am in control of what I let in and what I do with it and so on. But more to the point, we're talking about you just walked into the middle of two other people's mess. Mm -hmm. And this is where they are. Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm looking at it, not so much as a direct in, uh, indication of you, but that you can begin to see human nature yeah. as it boils up. Yeah. Because if you can see this stuff in its actions, you will inherently know what's the right thing to do. Uh-huh. Okay. And you'd be surprised at what a smile and a cheerful look will do at the right time and the right place. If you can yeah, somehow convince each one of them that you're on their side. 
So if A yeah. looks that way, you smile at B and get his attention and wink at him or something. And then when B is looking over there, A, you wink and smile at him yeah. too. <laughs> I know okay. it works because it works worked on me. There was a person doing that with me and another person many years ago, and it really works. And I don't know how that happened because... No, it, it, it was, uh, yeah. In, in conflict, our hurting behavior comes up, mm -hmm. which then puts the boundary of the territory, and that guy is in his territory yeah. alone, and I've got you in my boundary in my nest. Yeah. And it's safety. And yeah. all of this is instinctual. It's just so interesting the way that the human instincts work. Mm, yeah. Yes, it really is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's that's part of what you want to do is because if you can get each one of them to think that you're his friend. Yeah. <laughs> then then you can somehow um, begin to bring them together because you've got a bond already between you and each one of them. Now, again, this is, in fact, Brahma-Bihara we're talking about. This is Mudita, but it's now what we would call is highly skillful Mudita. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> one has to be skilled to, to make that happen, I guess, because one wrong word could, could really make things... No, one wrong word is your key for laughter. Okay, okay. But but if someone starts thinking, what do you have to laugh about? <laughs> you know, they could question even that. The answer to that is how silly you guys are fighting with each other. Okay, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Which gives them a different perspective. Mm. Sometimes that works and sometimes it don't, but it'll generally work the third or the fourth time. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. That's almost um, how to say it. It seems almost magical. However, it is well known within the tradition of the Buddha, and there are suttas about it. And then we come to find out that it works in real life, even on the old masters. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is, is that if you want something from someone mm -hmm. and you go and you ask for it and do everything you can and they say no and firmly refuse you, most people will take that no as an answer, especially if it's a very firm no on the second time. Mm -hmm. However, when we keep doing it over and over and over again, by the third time, they get pretty softened up about it. Oh, uh. Yeah, like politicians do. Uh huh. They lose that. They 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 lower their guard. Their resistance is worn away. Mm. So persistence. But you know, this whole quality of persistence is built right into our practice. Uh huh. Never mind. Start again. Keep coming back. Building that sati. Keep taking a deep breath over and over and over again. Come back and be here now. That's got a lot of persistence yeah. right there in it. And so that's basically a key, a key element of the practice. Mm. And it works 
generally the time that it actually works is the time before we quit. (laughs) (laughs) Which then runs under the realm of it was the last place I looked. (laughs) Well, yeah, because when you found it, you stopped looking at the places. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So persistence has a quality. Yeah. Uh, that used not only for your own mind to making sure. Mm. And this is where that uh, talk that we had about upeka is mm. your sea legs. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The sea legs. You got to be able to stand there and keep standing there no matter how floor the shakes. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And not lose it, not lose your balance, not lose your cool. Mm. Which in that regard would be don't lose your nirvana. Yeah, okay. Mm. Don't lose the school. And that the the situation will solve itself. Mm. However, if it is actually dangerous, and you'll have to find that out based upon your own level of fear, Mm. whether it's time to leave. Okay. But you always want to leave a back door. Yeah. Okay. For instance, if the battle is too big or it's too going on and you walked in too late, then mm-hmm. just leave it. Uh-huh. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's nothing that you can solve easily and happily. <laughs> They're likely to suck you right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so that's the point of wisdom is to make sure that you don't get sucked into it. So long, so long as you are joyful and cheerful and a, a mind is void uh, of your own selfishness, then you can, you can play with this toy of two angry old men. <laughs> but when you... When you actually begin to have feelings, when you become afraid, Mm -hmm. or you see one of them right and the other one wrong, and you begin to divide in your own mind, et cetera, like that, then that's when uh, the selfishness comes in. That's exactly the time to get up and walk out. Say, I got to go, folks. Yeah. I got to go catch a taxi. Uh. (laughs) Or I got a flight waiting. (laughs) Oh, or easy, even nature calls, and we don't even have to explain what that means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, in fact, nature does call. My nature tells me to get yeah. out of here. <laughs> so that's the way to handle a kind of a tense situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're going to have them from time to time mm. in in the place that you are. Mm. Uh, but I bet that you will, two things will happen. One is your skill at doing this will grow. Mm. And two, your, your uh, notoriety or your reputation will also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So that two old men are fighting in the room, and and, and you walk in, and, and yeah. you immediately just walking in, and the whole place changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I've experienced some of this with my own family which I never thought would be possible at all. And it actually happens. It, it, it is amazing. Yeah. If you yeah. help uh, change the overall environment that people are in, mm. they will change according to that environment. Mm. Yeah. They do it both on a moment by moment basis and in a kind of a general way also. Uh-huh. Okay. Almost as if the good vibrations linger, though we don't remember. Mm. Okay. Which is something really interesting that you might want to consider uh, along with this. And we're not talking about any one person, but rather life in general. Mm. Um, is that as we're growing up, we tend to remember the big things. And we tend to not remember the little things. Mm. Or we tend to remember big events that don't happen often. And we tend to not remember uh, a lot of events that happen over and over and over again. Mm. Okay. So you know, what that means is, is that we are automatically setting ourselves up just because of that inbred um, memory system is that we tend to remember our traumas and our bad experiences, and we tend to forget the good times that we've had. Yeah. And as I've said before, in fact, you and I read the whole, uh, or most of the talk of Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa about the void mind. Yeah. That natural void mind, that children are naturally in that void mind, probably even more so than they are in the, in the cloudy feel bad mind. Mm -hmm. But as we grow older, we tend to spend more and more time in the feel bad mind mm -hmm. and less and less time in that um, uh, void mind that is not selfish, mm -hmm. is playful instead. Yeah. In fact, you can see this happening in a three-year-old. Mm -hmm where you've got two three-year-olds in a nursery, let's say, and one of them's playing with a truck and he's going zoom, 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 and the other little boy thinks, oh, I want to have fun too, but because I see this other boy having fun with that truck, I have to have that truck to have fun with, <laughs> right? And so now he's getting jealous and he begins to feel bad to where, in fact, he could go get another truck off the shelf and go sit down with it with a zoom, zoom, zoom with his friend and nothing there. But he might wind up throwing a tantrum and or taking the truck or hitting the kids. Somebody gets a spanking and now it's a trauma that's really set into a kid's mind. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And he doesn't really understand at that age all of the ramifications of what, why, when, where, and how. Mm. What he basically is left with is the feeling of being unjustly punished, yeah. Yeah. which can almost become a worldview. <laughs> mm. 
Okay. Now, here's what happens is, is that uh, as people get really older and older and older, while they do tend to um, begin to forget the new things, all of them that are happening, and they can only remember uh, years ago the past and reminisce, Mm -hmm. what they're really uh, pointing to is is that by staying in the past and, and reminiscing, they're highly likely in that reminiscing to trip over a post-traumatic stress. Okay. Some, something that happened uh, that makes them feel bad. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the reason why we want to keep the old folks out of their past completely because that's dangerous territory and is all the more dangerous because of the aging process along with it's our natural way of doing things is to remember the dangers and to forget about the easy times. Mm. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And if we do remember the easy times, more than likely what will happen is a longing or a uh, uh, desire to regain that past, Mm. which is another way of suffering. Mm. Yeah. Wanting things that we've lost, wanting things that we can never have again. Mm. Yeah. And so we pine for the past and or we remember and it troubles us. Mm. So this is uh, the dual reason to keep people out of the past. Now, here's something that's generally interesting is, is that uh, you're new to the facility, but you'll get to know people. But some of these guys and, and ladies have been with each other for a number of years. They've got a history now. Mm-hmm. And some of them have a history of not getting along with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so there's going to be some resistance then yeah. with, with that. But you yeah. can also use it to your advantage sometime when you can say, hey, you guys have been fighting all of this time. Who won? <laughs> Why don't you call it a draw and be friends? <laughs> because when they ask that question who won both of them will say me I won and you can say see both of you are champions (laughs) so let's cut off let's quit the fight (laughs) now you might have to go through that three four five times as kind of a ceremony but don't get it And, and I would say that those are the really ground-in problems that you might run across. Mm-hmm. It's those guys who've been fighting with each other for years. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll find two old men still fighting with each other over uh, another female resident who's already dead now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. We don't know really what's going to happen at that uh, in in regard of how the old fights get going. No. The, the answer is don't try to go into it. Mm-hmm. The digging into the past between no. the two of them is completely irrelevant. You got to stay right with the here now with it. Yeah. And so. Um, mm-hmm. So asking them who wins is really a here now question. It's not who who won each one of those fights. 
mm. little brother, who, who's the winner here? And both of them will say yes. But before you get to, them to argue about it, you say, well, wonderful. Yeehaw, both of you are the winner. Now that you've won this fight, why don't you quit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's about the best I can do with that yeah. uh, question that you uh, that you have about what to do about those kind of, of situations. A lot of it has to do with your own headspace. If you're not ready for it, take a hike. Yeah, that's very helpful. <laughs> it's it's really good to know. Uh, I, I like to know the context of things, the the framework. I try to find out about that at work too, so then I can do mm -hmm. the thing within those uh, structural limitations. <laughs> you can find a way to enjoy this job. This can be quite yes. a delightful situation. Yeah, I'm trying. I've already seen that 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 yeah. it does work. That there there was one old problem that got solved and. Yeah. You don't really quite know what what happened, but no. you do know that joy was the clue. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or the lubricant, as the uh, <laughs> analogy may flow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Yes. Uh, you have any more questions about that right now? No, not not about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now, I think. Uh, uh, so, see, no. you are a Buddha after all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> change I that. We'll change that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say sometimes I seem to be this champion after all. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Right. To to do make things in a different way than I used to do before. <laughs> yeah, I can see the big difference in what happens around me too. Not not just uh, with me, but but also in life in general. Basically, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm. All right. Well, I've got another guy that's waiting on a call, so we'll go ahead and finish now. And I'm sure you'll figure out something to ask very soon, and we yes. can <laughs> go right back into it. I like it. <laughs> You're such a dear friend, Agnes. I'm glad I know you. Thank you so much. It's It's been life-changing to talk with you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.